This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permunian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello there, and welcome to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast, presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. Of course, we are here back at it again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. How are you doing, man? Good, how are you? I am doing well, thank you. And today, we wanted to talk a little bit about some of the laws regulating Italian citizenship and how they changed things as time has gone on through history. Um, but specifically, I think we wanted to talk about the 1912 law and the 1992 law. Um, and I'm assuming we may want to get started in order. So what sh- where should we start with the 1912 law? What What is important to understand about this law regarding Italian citizenship? So... With the 1912 law, for the first time, uh, the matter of Italian citizenship was regulated by a single specific law. Before then, there were other laws that tried to regulate Italian citizenship at the beginning of a century, but marginally, so not very in detail. And before then, uh, Italian citizenship was very poorly regulated by the Italian Civil Code of 1865, but we can get to that in a second. Um, The 1912 law, like I said, was the first law that really regulated in detail uh, how the Italian citizenship works, when uh, it's acquired, how it can be lost. Um, I believe the most important aspect of that law is that uh, it did specifically say that Italian citizenship could be acquired only through the father. So, it was considered to be an Italian citizen, only the child who was born to an Italian father. So it didn't matter if also the mother was an Italian citizen. What gives you the what gave you the right to become an Italian citizen was the fact that you were born to an Italian father. Now, Article 1 of that law, which is law number 555 of 1912, embodied the principle of iura sanguinis, basically, but only through the father's side. So iura sanguinis means that you become an Italian citizen uh, by blood, so because one of your parents is an Italian citizen, but at that time it was only the father who needed to be an Italian citizen in order for the child to become an Italian citizen. The mother could transfer citizenship only when the father was unknown, otherwise the mother didn't really count. Now. That situation only changed um, in 1948, not because that law changed. So the 1912 law didn't change until 1992, and we can get to that in a second. But in 1948, the Italian constitution came into effect right after Italy became a republic in 1946. So it went from kingdom to republic, and two years after the Italian constitution came into effect. Now, the Italian constitution... Uh, included some very uh, important principles, including the principle that men and women have equal rights. So even if the law didn't change, uh, it needed to be interpreted, the 1912 law, in accordance with the Italian constitution. So starting from January 1st, 1948, uh, that law was interpreted differently and in the sense that also the woman can transfer uh, her Italian citizenship to their children. So starting from January 1st, 1948, the 1912 law was interpreted in the sense that also the woman can transfer her citizenship to her 
children. Now, going back to the 1912 citizenship law, it did include another very important uh, provision, which said that the child of an Italian citizen who is born abroad and acquires the citizenship of the foreign country involuntarily by birth can also maintain Italian citizenship. There was another provision that said instead that the voluntary acquisition of a foreign citizenship caused the loss of Italian citizenship. So in short, the 1912 law basically explicitly said that somebody who voluntarily acquired a foreign citizenship couldn't maintain their Italian citizenship. So the sole fact of the voluntary acquisition through naturalization of the citizenship of another country caused the loss of Italian citizenship. So basically, this is the concept of the impossibility of having dual citizenship. So Italian citizenship was exclusive. But going back to the 1912 Italian law, uh, that law included another very important provision, which was that the voluntary acquisition of another citizenship caused the loss of Italian citizenship. So whoever emigrated to another country and voluntarily became naturalized in that country, lost their Italian citizenship. And in short, according to that law, it was not possible to hold Italian citizenship because whoever uh, petitioned to become a citizen of another country, when they became citizens of that country, they lost their Italian citizenship. So Italian citizenship was exclusive at that time. But there was a different provision in the same law that was basically an exception to that rule, which uh, is the situation of the child of an Italian citizen born abroad who acquires involuntarily the citizenship of the foreign country. Well, in that case, the child can maintain their Italian citizenship, but also the citizenship of the foreign country. So basically, it was an exception to the general rule that Italian citizens cannot hold a second citizenship. In this case, the child of an Italian citizen who becomes a citizen of another country involuntarily, meaning because citizenship in that country is acquired by birth in the territory of that country, that person can maintain dual citizenship and continue to hold um, both citizenships. And this provision, which was included in 1912 Italian law, is actually what allows most people to apply for citizenship by descent because if their ancestor emigrated to another country and became naturalized after the birth of their child born in the foreign country, while the child can maintain dual Italian and American citizenship, Italian by descent and American by birth in on US territory, the ancestor who then became naturalized after the birth of their child, then lost their Italian citizenship through naturalization. So basically it was because they made the active choice to take on another citizenship was the automatic renunciation, whereas the child, just it's automatic because they never had that choice to make. Like, do they want to take on that citizenship? Do they want to apply for it? So that sounds like basically what it kind of comes down to. Exactly. And so this law came around in 1912. So I'm assuming that basically affects people who would have naturalized after that date and people born theoretically after that date as well. But what about the situation for people who would have naturalized before 1912? Are they in a different category or does this somehow still apply to them? That's a very good question. Uh, so there is a 
part of people who are of Italian descent who find themselves in a situation where their ancestor became naturalized after the birth of their child. So they're normally, hey, I qualify, but before 1912, which unfortunately makes you not eligible for Italian citizenship through that ancestor because um, the naturalization before 1912 was still regulated by the older Italian citizenship law, which is what I referenced at the beginning of this episode, uh, which is the Italian Civil Code of 1865, which was created during the Kingdom of Italy. That Civil Code included some provisions regarding Italian citizenship, and one of those provisions was that if the head of the family, so the head of the household, loses Italian citizenship, by acquiring a citizenship of another country, then all the family members are affected. Interesting. And there wasn't another provision, which instead we find in the 1912 law, which said basically what we just talked about, meaning that the child of an Italian citizen who acquires the citizenship of the foreign country by birth then can maintain both citizenships. So the fact that the, that provision wasn't in the, in the 1865 Civil Code and the fact that the 1865 Civil Code specifically said that the naturalization of the head of the family caused the loss of Italian citizenship for all the family members, well, that makes people who are in this situation not eligible for Italian citizenship, meaning even if your ancestor became naturalized uh, after the birth of their child born abroad, but if the naturalization occurred before 1912, so before the promulgation of the 1912 citizenship law, which was uh, which came into effect uh, on June the 13th, in those situations, you don't qualify for Italian citizenship, unfortunately. Moving on, though, uh, I, I'm a little bit curious, though, how things would really look from 1912 on, because I know um, that, like, say, women, for example, if they got married to an Italian man, uh, they got their citizenship automatically. Is that also part of this 1912 situation, or is that completely unrelated? That's very interesting. a very interesting question. The 1912 law did include a provision that basically said that a woman married to an Italian is necessarily considered to be an Italian citizen. So they didn't have to apply for Italian citizenship. They didn't have to file any petition. They didn't have to speak Italian. They were just Italian citizens, considered to be as Italian citizens. So if your great-grandfather, for example, married your American uh, great-grandmother in, say, 1920, your American great-grandmother would have become automatically an Italian citizen through the marriage uh, with your great-grandfather. And this can be used, for example, to file a uh, court case, because a, a 1948 case, because you could use your uh, foreign-born great-grandmother who subsequently became an Italian citizen via the marriage through your uh, great-grandfather, and maybe you can't really use your great-grandfather because he later became naturalized. Uh, so the only uh, person who was still an Italian citizen was actually your great-grandmother who became an Italian citizen via the marriage and who transferred her Italian citizenship onto her child, who, however, probably was born before 1948 and hence the need to file a 1948 uh, case. But that's, a, I believe, an interesting scenario where people qualify 
through a great-grandmother who wasn't even born in Italy, but who acquired uh, her Italian citizenship pursuant to this provision who was included in the 1912 citizenship law. And this situation actually could apply even to more recent events because uh, it was only in 1983 that the law actually changed for women. But until 1983, if a woman uh, was married to an Italian, uh, she became an Italian citizen automatically. So this could theoretically apply even through to your parents if they got married prior to 1983 and maybe your father was Italian and your mother was American, your mother would have become an Italian citizen automatically mm -hmm. through the marriage and now she could apply for citizenship uh, through marriage. Or you could even be able to apply for citizenship by descent through your mother who became an Italian citizen via the marriage rather than uh, through your father who maybe became naturalized prior to your birth. So this provision, which was clearly discriminatory against women, could work in favor of people who are seeking uh, Italian citizenship uh, by descent or, or through marriage. Absolutely fascinating. I always love that point that a person who may have never known that they were Italian would have been an Italian citizen. But moving on, um, uh, to get to 1992, what was it that changed in all those decades that they decided, okay, whoa, what's going on here? We need to make a change here and make these new set of laws. I believe the most important uh, provision which was included in the 1992 law uh, was, actually there are two most important provisions, but I'll start with one. Um, it was that the voluntary acquisition of a foreign citizenship no longer caused the loss of Italian citizenship, mm -hmm. which in other words means that if a person goes to another country and becomes naturalized in, in the foreign country, uh, for the Italian government, that person can still maintain their Italian citizenship unless they renounce uh, to their Italian citizenship. You may have to check if the country where you are becoming naturalized allows you to maintain a second citizenship, but that would be an issue related to the country in which you're becoming naturalized. I don't know, for example, if you go to Japan and you try to become naturalized in Japan, you may want to check if Japan allows mm -hmm. you to maintain your Italian citizenship. But if, uh, but from the uh, perspective of the Italian government, you can maintain your Italian citizenship even if you uh, become a citizen of another country. For example, if you become a citizen of the US, you become a dual Italian and US citizen because both the US and Italy allows allow for dual citizenship. Now, uh, this situation could be relevant also for people who are applying for citizenship by uh, descent, maybe through their parent, because if their parent became naturalized voluntarily in a foreign country before, they, before the applicant for citizenship was born, but after 1992, well, your parent would have maintained uh, both the Italian citizenship and the foreign citizenship, um, that was acquiring through naturalization. So you don't have to worry if your parent became naturalized before you were born, because as long as that happened after 1992. But on the other hand, if your parent became naturalized before you were born and before 1992, your parent would have lost their Italian citizenship. Also, this provision may be very important for even the actual person who was becoming naturalized. So uh, I've encountered, encountered situation where uh, 
um, somebody has been living in the U.S. for over 20 years and beca became naturalized, say, in 93 or 94 or 96, after 1992. And those people, they didn't even know that they remained Italian citizens as well. They mm -hmm. had their U.S. passport, uh, but they uh, and they always traveled on their U.S. passport. But they were very surprised to learn that under the 1992 Italian law, they could have maintained. Actually, they ma they maintained their Italian citizenship even despite the fact that they became naturalized in a foreign country. And I mentioned before there are two very important provisions in the. 1992 citizenship law which is by the way the number 91 law of the year 1992 very confusing <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second most important provision uh, is that the, the law explicitly says that men and women transfer their citizenship to their children so Italian mm -hmm. men and Italian women so even if you were born to an Italian woman um, you are considered to be an Italian citizen regardless of who your father is now we did say before that women were able to pass their Italian citizenship to their children uh, as starting from January 1st of, of 1948 which is indeed the case because that's when the Italian Constitution came into effect but the law was uh, formally and explicitly changed in 1992 Mm, I see because I was just about to ask you about that just because like it's 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 only mentioned then that's it's quite a big gap in between absolutely and uh, before we finish this episode um, probably it's worthwhile to mention that the 1992 law also formally changed uh, the way in which the spouse of an Italian citizen can apply for citizenship through marriage uh, mm. basically the process changed in 1992 and women were no longer considered to be to become automatically Italian citizens through the marriage rather they had to formally apply for citizenship through marriage and that applies for men and women uh, starting from 1992 who want to apply for citizenship through marriage they have to uh, have been married for number of years three years if you're residing abroad or two years if you're residing in Italy and that time is cut into half if they have minor children but um, there is also a process that they have to go through so it's no longer an automatic acquisition just based on the simple fact of the marriage but there's a process that they have to go through so they have to file an application for citizenship and they now they have to speak Italian according to the most recent laws um, that affected the citizenship through marriage process in 2018 and 2020. But uh, it's no longer an automatic acquisition. It's a whole process that they have to go through and start by themselves. And, and they have to formally petition uh, for Italian citizen through marriage to become Italian citizens. Well, absolutely fascinating. And uh, that, that's a great way, I think, to end off that episode. So thank you so much, Marco, for making yourself available again to discuss more about these topics. And of course, if anybody is needing any assistance through this, how can they get in contact with you and your team? People can contact us through our website, italiancitizenshipassistance.com, or give us a call. The number is on the website. 
absolutely fantastic. And of course, if you are interested in more discussions and topics that have to do with Italian citizenship, be sure that you're subscribed to this YouTube channel. And of course, if you're subscribed to this YouTube channel, you are automatically also subscribed to the Italian uh, Real Estate Podcast. And also, if you are interested in listening to this as an audio-only podcast, be sure to find it on your favorite podcasting player of choice and be sure that also you are following and or subscribed. And also, if you're interested in more discussions about life in Italy, living in Italy, living in Italy as an Italian dual citizen and getting to see this beautiful country, be sure to come over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash rafaeldifuria, or you can also find my audio-only podcast, Not Your Average Globetrotter. But of course, again, we have been here with Italian attorney Marco Permunian from italiancitizenshipassistance.com. I'm Rafael Di Furia. Thank you so much for joining us again. We look forward to seeing you next time. Stay safe and healthy out there. Thank Later. You.